Good afternoon, everybody. It's a dog with you on a Monday, the 25th of March, 2019. Don't fret, my friends, because we're talking 60s in a couple of days, back to back, I believe, so we're excited. Well, I'm excited to have my friends from Seneca Metals joining us today, Kyle Black and Mark Benjamin, who have graced this show many times. But today we're going to do a little different twist. We're going to talk about Seneca Metals, but we're also going to talk to an individual named Ben Zimmerman. He's the branch manager of Applied Ecological Services, talking about preservation of many, many acres out there. And it started way back in 2007. It's a Monday. It's time for Weber This Week. Well, I hope you're doing well on a Monday. Good to be with you. Coming up on April, my fingers are crossed. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe another week and we'll be into the month of April. Time flies when you're having fun. Well, you know, it's uh, certainly well known that I've had uh, Kyle Black and Mark Benjamin on my show several times. Uh, they're a great sponsor, I might add, as well. But they've been on talking about different issues in regards to Seneca Metals. But today we're going to kind of zero in on one aspect of what Seneca Metals really does and what they mean and what they try to do to help out the area. And uh, one thing that they did do is in 2007, and I think I'm going to turn this over to my friend Kyle Black. Uh, Kyle, you then decided, you and your company decided that you need to do something maybe to... Uh, uh, preserve the uh, a lot of land out there and nearby obviously for you to protect the birds and the different species and environment talk a little bit about the thought process of getting uh, Ben and his company involved absolutely and thanks again for having us Harold always enjoy coming on the show thanks to uh, you know to educate the the community as to what Seneca Metals really is and we're much more than just the landfill so as you noted back in 2007 we embarked upon a journey Within our footprint, we had 71 acres of very low-quality wetlands that, uh, that needed to be remediated. The standard remediation for that when you go to the quote-unquote rule book is three to one. Um, we, we knew we had, to, uh, we had to do something more than that. We had this property we owned over on uh, Blackbrook Road, the Dove Farm, which at one time we had actually proposed uh, for a landfill site, and the community spoke loud and clear and said no. So we, we kind of went back to the drawing board and said what would be a great use for this that the community could get out of it other than a landfill and, 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 uh, and, and, uh, and an operating uh, and, and some farming going on. So we went back to the drawing board and we, we came up with a 576 acre remediation of that farm to convert it back to uh, a, a wetland complex that, that once completed we could then share with the community and share with uh, the, the, the nature lovers and, uh, and, and all of the resources that it would bring. So we embarked upon this, uh, this path. We hired Applied Ecological Services, uh, one of the foremost leaders in, in environmental uh, rehabilitation and wetland rehabilitation, not just in the country, but in the world. Uh, we brought the strongest player to the table. They then created this awesome project, and, and again, I'll let Ben talk a little more in detail about it here down the road, that went through five years of environmental scrutiny through the DEC, through the Environmental Protection Agency, through the Corps of Engineers, through every regulatory arm you could think of to ensure 
that the habitat that we were taking, we were more than offsetting and creating. Very good. And uh, Ben uh, Ben Zimmerman uh, is my special guest along with Kyle and uh, Mark Benjamin. Uh, He's branch manager of Applied Ecological Services. So, Ben, a little bit about your company. Uh, you're located, your main office is located in Wisconsin, the main headquarters? It is, yeah. The company is based in uh, central, south-central Wisconsin. Um, that's where the, the roots grew down. Started out with a nursery operation um, with the intent to provide material to do a mine reclamation. So, it's kind of where the... Uh, inception of the company was from. So when you got word that your company was being hired to do what Kyle has laid out in his opening remarks, uh, obviously you do many projects. What was your thought process of doing this and uh, how many people got involved and let's talk about how the planning went. Uh, sure. So actually probably some of the planning was occurring while I was still in college. So uh, I might not know all the details, but uh, um, I, for me personally, you know, I, I was working for AES in the Midwest, AES Applied Ecological Services, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, got the opportunity to come out here and work on this project. First impression is it's the biggest project that, you know, I've had the opportunity to work on. Um, unique, you know, kind of a groundbreaking and, and maybe feather in the cap, you know, type of a project. So it was, it was pretty exciting uh, and exciting to sit here now kind of almost on the other side of it. So so give our viewers an opportunity to understand what transpired then. Do we bring in a bunch of workers? What do you do? Take a look at all the land, determining what you can do and what you can't do and what's going to be easy for you to do and what's going to be difficult? Kind of. Sure. Yeah, we're getting back to some of the sure. things that Kyle uh, referred to. So um, so you're looking at a ratio of, of acreage replacement. So there was uh, you know some, some wetland that was not high-functioning wetland that existed that was impacted and um, so it's trying to mitigate for that. And, you know, when we say mitigate, we mean to recreate wetlands so that it basically restores that function to the area. So um, there's a lot of things that go into that, um, you know, as far as site selection. Um, I won't dive into the details of that now. But um, so um, starting to look at those those acreages and, and you know, course this this property came up and, and the fit was there but um, more specifically uh, you know as far as labor uh, we, we've hired all local people um, that's been really great so it's gone really well ESFers uh, SUNY Cobalt Skills SUNY Brockport a lot of folks from there getting involved so what would you say would be your total work staff as it, the process began I think we were running uh, field crews in the range of 10 to 15 mm -hmm. um, on, on an annual basis uh, the first two years were really heavy for the installation of the project. You know, there's a, it's kind of like a farming operation if you think about it, with a, a different goal, different outcome. Um, you know, you're you're prepping the soils, you're you're planting the soils, and uh, and then you know weeding out what you don't want to grow. Um, you know, one of the stats I bring up a lot was we installed I think around 165,000 individual plants out there. So um, that takes a lot of effort and uh, a lot of grit. So. Yeah, a lot of parallels to agriculture, but like I said, kind of different outcome, different goals. I would assume with a project of this nature, there were probably sometimes you were scratching your head whether or not uh, it was going to turn out the way you hoped it would. Maybe you had to reassess what you were doing as far as during the process. Yeah, there's there's a monitoring program that comes with these, so it's everything's pretty programmatic, I would say. And um, you know, our company's experience and my personal experience with 
doing this type of work, it takes a lot of patience. You need to know what to expect. So, um, yeah, you're always kind of circling back with the maintenance and making sure things are tracking the way that, that you want them to. Well, I think it's time now as we about nine minutes after the hour. Uh, Mark was nice enough to send me a short video about uh, what we're talking about. And uh, my buddy Jimmy, the owner, will put that up on the screen and we'll show you a little bit of clip here and then come back and talk to Mark along with Kyle and Ben. In 2007, Seneca Meadows began a special project, the creation of an 1,100-acre wetlands preserve, which is a testament to our resolve to go beyond regulatory requirements to protect and preserve the environment. Although regulations typically require the creation of three acres of wetlands for everyone taken, the company decided to create eight times the required wetlands, creating one of the largest wetland recreation complexes in the state. The wetlands complex took more than three years to develop. The $8 million project restored meadows and forested wetlands. Nearly 200,000 native plants, trees, and shrubs were planted. A team, including ecologists from Applied Ecological Services Incorporated, a private consultant, designed and constructed the preserve. The result is an exciting educational and recreational wetlands preserve complete with seven miles of hiking trails open year-round. It's exciting for me to think about future generations coming here 50 years from now and enjoying this beautiful ecosystem we've created. What's fascinating is that only a few years ago the preserve was a cornfield. Now you have a lush and diverse native plant habitat that has become a popular hiking and bird-watching site. Through our special partnership with the Audubon Society, Seneca Meadows has ensured that this environmental treasure will be here for generations to come. Once Seneca Meadows landfill is no longer in operation, Audubon will assume the care and management of this wetlands preserve, ensuring that this beautiful habitat retains its ecological vitality forever. Okay, we're back and uh, interesting uh, video and I certainly think in a small capsule it kind of tells you an overview, Ben, of uh, what you uh, you and the team did and uh, and will continue to work on. It's pretty amazing. Uh, one, one of the cool yep. factoids of, of that, not just with the plantings, but the majority of the seed for this project was handpicked by, by staff, and, and it took, it actually took multiple years to pick enough pounds of seed to, uh, to get these native seed mixes back in. Um, so they're, they're, they basically had two people that, that did that two years prior to us even breaking ground there. So the, the, the planning, the effort, the, the foresight, and now, now we actually have people coming and, and picking seeds from our plants and, and moving that, pay it forward, as you would call it. Um, so another, another great outcome of wetlands are a very important habitat that... that uh, that, that regenerate themselves. What's amazing to me is, uh, you know, Kyle, you and me go back quite a while since you uh, have been on the show several times, but your company's management back then uh, uh, to ask them to, uh, you know, be a part of an $8 million project is not $8,000, it's a big expense. And obviously they agreed that uh, this was something that Seneca Metals wanted to do for the area and help out. Yeah, th this commitment was was uh, frankly an easy sell because again we're much more than just a, a, a landfill we're, we're 
we manage the environment in whole, just like with our pond systems and managing our stormwater and testing everything before it's off-site. Um, and, and wetlands are super important in filtering water. Uh, to, so we have the great water that gets into the Finger Lakes and into Montezuma and into all these places. So uh, it was a huge financial commitment, but it was the right thing to do, and we always do the right thing. And I think uh, the comment made at the end on one of the gentlemen making the last few comments before we lost end of the tape was been the fact that when and if Seneca Metals decides to leave as a landfill, and that is certainly up in the question in the sky, and that'll be determined, I'm sure, by Kyle and his team eventually. Um, it isn't like it's, you know, well, shop is over, so we're going to leave that thing and just ruin it. Uh, no, Audubon's going to take place and continue to oversee and review and keep an eye on it and make sure it's kept up the way it's been. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's kind of the formula for success when you start thinking about um, large tracts tracks of land and, and stewarding the land. So this is a great collaboration, really. You know, when our management, uh, AES's management of this property is done or at least minimized, you know, I hope to stay involved at some level, Autobahn will assume stewardship. Um, so, right, it just gets handed off um, and they will, you know, they're set up to do that and, and receive these types of properties and, con and continue to maintain them. And then there's great um, public engagement um, parts of that. Um, and, you know, important in, in that as well is um, the endowment fund. So uh, there's also an, an endowment fund from SMI that's in place uh, to help fund management. Um, so they're not just um, just receiving the property. And uh, my friend Mark Benjamin's along, because Mark oversees the, the communications and the uh, outreach for uh, many, many causes and uh, helps out tremendously with the approval of the management. And Mark, uh, as you go around and uh, meet groups of people and support different organizations, thanks to Seneca Metals uh, leadership, uh, is this a topic that is sometimes discussed with you, by you or to other people? And uh, do people comment regarding it? Thanks, Harold. Great to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's an ongoing topic of conversation. Uh, for one, uh, we work closely with the local uh, Ducks Unlimited groups, and they're constantly uh, looking at ways when they can utilize our resources there and get their their youth activities over there, uh, and they use that uh, as an asset on an ongoing basis. You know, uh, the other thing is we have folks come to us all the time and say, "Hey, you've got all those trails out there. What can we uh, can we have a run?" And we'll do a 5K run or a 10K run. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, we've had some other groups that, that uh, want to take veterans out there and do a lunch, uh, just so uh, some folks that may be uh, homebound can get outside and get some fresh air. Very nice. Um, and so, so it's just been a, been a huge uh, community asset, and, and we look forward to seeing that continue in the future. I'm sure you do. Well, listen, it's 15 after the hour. Uh, we have some great guests with us today. Ben Zimmerman, Branch Manager of Applied Ecological Services along with Kyle Black and along with my buddy Mark Benjamin. This is the Weber Show. Let's take our commercial break, play or pay some homage to the great people that make this show possible. Del Lago Resort and Casino has something for everyone. 2,000 slot machines, 99 gaming tables, The Vine featuring top national music and comedy acts, the dining options, the Great Portico by Fabio Viviani, the Farmer's Market Buffet, the Social Cafe and Bar, 
and the 14,000 square foot European style spa. Del Lago offers massages, body treatments, and facials, plus a full service salon. Visit DelLagoResort.com for more information. Eagle Lake National Bank, offices in Union Springs and Aurora, a fine sponsor of mine for over 35 years. Great staffing at Cuga Lake National Bank. Check them out. DA's Liquor on Bridge Street in Seneca Falls. Amy Padula and her team will find the right spirit for you every time. When you stop in, tell Amy the dog sent you. By the way, the Padula family has been a sponsor of mine for 33 years. Bostrom Farms is a butcher shop focused on providing fresh local meat to the Finger Lakes region. The retail store is located on Routes 5 and 20 in Stanley. They offer a full range of pork, beef, and chicken products that you can feel real good about. Buying food for your family should be fun. At Bostrom Farms, we put the fun and trust back into buying meat. The McGee Diner, located off New York State Thruway Exit 41. The McGee Diner has earned their reputation as a popular family restaurant, serving country-fresh home-cooked meals daily. Stop in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner and check out their menu at McGeeDiner.com. And I thank Gary and Kathy Schlegel for their fine support of Weber this week. Seneca Metals is an award-winning company that has earned a reputation of going above and beyond to protect the environment and support their community. As an EPA inspector once said, their operation is head and shoulders above the rest. The Child Advocacy Center of the Finger Lakes is a child-friendly location where allegations of physical or sexual abuse are responded to by a multidisciplinary team of professionals. The team works together to conduct a thorough investigation and to provide necessary support services to children and their non-offending caregivers with a goal of minimizing further trauma to a child. The Newark Pilots of the Perfect Game Collegiate Baseball League, a minor league team with a major league ballpark. Season ticket packages available at NewarkPilots.com. The Omen Theater on William Street in Lyons. See what's playing this week at TheOmenTheater.com. A fine sponsor of Weber This Week. The Wilson Press in Seneca Falls. My good pal, Rich Ricky, and his team can handle all of your printing and mailing needs. Visit them online at WPress.com. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope you're having a good Monday. Today on the show, we're talking about amazing work that's being done out there at Seneca Metals doing the preservation project that began in 2007. Uh, Ben Zimmerman's along with me, branch manager of Applied Ecological Services. Their main headquarters are in Wisconsin. He works up on 414. His office is there along with Kyle Black and Mark Benjamin. Before we get back to the gentleman, I want to run a couple of things by you first before I forget them. Uh, speaking of Seneca Metals, they always are kind enough to send me their information about upcoming uh, events. They do so many great events out there. One's coming up this coming Saturday, March 30th. That's 11 a.m. to noon. It'll be at the Seneca Meadows Educational Center. That's at 1977 State Route 414 in Seneca Falls. Make your backyard magical by planting flowers that attract various species of butterflies. 
we'll get you started with planners in this hands-on workshop. It's a free program. It is a family program as well. And let's not forget about a celebration that really I hope that people will show up and benefit and be a part of it. Uh, spring celebration to benefit the pathway home of course there's a lot of great causes trust me and i know kyle and mark and ben certainly can probably run off 15 or 20 like i can in our heads but they got a spring celebration for the pathway home and these folks that do this work at the pathway home do such a phenomenal job in the time of need when you know people are really uh you know, suspectly not going to be around that much longer. And these folks, these pathway homes, and not just pathway, but anything that in the Finger Lakes region that supports, does this type of work, I take my hat off for them. They're having a benefit on April 11th. That's Thursday, April 11th, 6 to 8. It's going to be at the Seneca Falls Country Club. That's 2790 State Route 89, Seneca Falls. It's going to, music's going to be provided by the Lipker Sisters. There's going to be basket raffles, appetizers, and a cash bar. It's $30 a piece for tickets available at Chichino's in Waterloo. Sal has been a big supporter of this for many years. North Street Pharmacy in Geneva. And, of course, the Pathway Home Board members. If you'd like a ticket or tickets, please contact 315-257-0307. Myself and Mary have got tickets. We're looking forward to being there. We hope that you will take part in joining us as well as for a superb cause. I mean, it's not much, <laughs> I think, you know, with all due respect, you can't think of anything. People are dedicated, you know, in a time of need and with a family situation. So we're back talking to um, Ben along with Kyle and Mark. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about before we went on a commercial break, you were talking water quality and talking about functionality. Why don't you pick up on some of those areas too, Ben? Sure. Yeah, to kind of pick up on one of the items Kyle was discussing. It, right. When you think about wetlands and, and just the natural environment, the natural environment, you know, provides services. And it's not just habitat for uh, wildlife; it's also for for humanity. So, um, you know, there are these functions of wetlands. So, part of our monitoring program, you're asking how you know how do we determine if things are coming in the way they should, um, is to monitor all different aspects of this project, um, ultimately with the intent of making sure that it's functioning functioning the way that we want. Uh, want to so it's you know benefiting people animals um, so specifically you could get into you know water quality and, and air and carbon sequestration um, the wildlife habitat just general biodiversity you know a number of things um, so just thinking about the, uh, that monitoring part of the monitoring uh, is for birds and we talked about Audubon already so um, the Seneca Meadows Wetland Preserve is now an important bird area, which is a designation given by Audubon New York, and it's it's a program intended to protect the most valuable um, bird habitats uh, in the state. Um, so it's not an award, but it's a you know it's a great testament to uh, the value of this of this site. So I've got some stats that are, that are kind of interesting. I'll, I'll run through them real quick, but um, just to kind of give you the, the magnitude of the change in the site. So we did a baseline survey in 2007 um, for birds. Uh, 78 bird species were observed. So it's cornfield, uh, maybe hay, you know, some different um, agriculture uses. Uh, Post-restoration uh, bird surveys, we've cataloged 226 species to date and, and counting. Um, two of those are endangered species, five New York State and threatened, uh, eight are New York State special concern, and then 35 greatest conservation needs. So all of these species that are, you know, in decline, in need of habitat, hmm. 
um, are utilizing the site, which is, is amazing. Um, so, you know, you think about that and what changed, you know, it was a major land use shift. You know, you had it in row crop agriculture maybe being grazed and then it's a shift to native plants, uh, highly diverse, you know, mixed vegetation, uh, limited disturbance, that type of an environment. So, um, and going from there, you know, native plants, you know, that's a big focus of what Plotty Ecological Services does. And it was a big part of this project. Um, there was significant effort put in uh, to collecting the seed and, and developing the seed mixes that were to be installed that will ultimately determine the structure and uh, function of, of this um, property. So, um, you know, why native plants? They're edible to native insects, and then insects are edible to birds and, and other animals, and it's, you know, it's the base of the food web. Um, so uh, that's, that's, yeah, native plants, I, I'm native plant nerd, that's where I come from. So, um, and then you can get into habitat structure, you know, that really get into the, gets into the details of, of the design of this project and you know, the different plant community types and the different animals that are going to be using those. You personally got to feel pretty good as part of the project, overseeing it, um, involved in it. You got to feel pretty good about, uh, it's never completed, but it's working very well. And you got to say, boy, it's really good for the area. It's good for the what we're trying to achieve here and what Seneca Metals has done to begin the process in 2007. So you personally and the team that is out there has got to feel pretty much satisfied the way they do it. Yeah, yeah, I would you know, definitely say so. Yeah, it's a very gratifying work in general. I mean. This, yeah, this project specifically, absolutely, and a big part of it is um, you know working with Seneca Meadows on this project. We were able to do the things the way they were supposed to be done in the timeline. You know, there weren't corners cut that type of thing, which is uh, refreshing and very helpful <laughs> from our perspective. So. And, you know, Kyle, we go back to the fact that, uh, you know, your company has uh, done a lot of good things for the area, and uh, it's got to make you feel good overseeing the operation, knowing full well when you took over, that uh, things of this nature are going to be continually worked on and continually be representative of what you started way back in 2007 and got the management to agree to pay that kind of money, and which, by the way, you said is a great investment, and I totally agree with you. Uh, but it's got to be self-satisfying for you and and all the employees out at Seneca Meadows, along with Mark and everybody else. Yeah, it's 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 all about the team, right? And and our team lives here, we we eat here, we sleep here. That's what's really gratifying about being able to turn 576 acres of of cropland back into this wonderful, uh, one of a kind project that at its time was the biggest project in the Northeast. Um, as Ben said, it's one of those crown jewels once-in-a-lifetime things that you just don't see. And uh, to be part of that and have our team be able to be part of it and continue that legacy knowing that that's going to be there in, in perpetuity and that, that uh, we've, we've set up a fund and, and partnered with Audubon, and Audubon's going to be able to take this, uh, take this project um, to that, that, home, that home base and continue it and, and just build on the great habitat in this whole Finger Lakes area that we have. That's that's why it's we all know how important Montezuma is to the birds. Uh, this this adds to that crown jewel. Well, great job! And uh, as we close down on our show, before we talk a little bit about the uh, Sweet Sixteen, you know, got to talk a little basketball before we shut in the show. It's a big it's a big deal. It's March, you know, it's March Madness. Ben, I want to thank you very much for coming in. Uh, and uh, anytime you want to come back and talk about this project or another project you're working on feel free to get you gave my gave my card we'll have you back on yeah great yeah i appreciate it yeah so, so thank you very much kyle as usual 
and Mark, as usual, thank you guys for coming in. But we're not going to leave without talking a little bit about basketball. So hang in there because I know you guys follow the game. And we were just talking about, I know Jimmy Senecarpi was not happy. I understand he had to replace two windows of his house because <laughs> when Superman Zeon Williamson missed that free throw, Jimmy's not a big Duke fan, you can tell. Uh, I am sure that he had $1,000 down that Duke was going to lose. <laughs> But you know what? Things have a reason for happening. I don't know why, but that Paytel, seven foot six guy. It's amazing. Well, he's a big, tall guy, man. Uh, Mary wouldn't do very well standing up next to him. Seven foot six. And I am convinced if he hadn't fouled out, folks, I think Mr. Paytel at seven six would have got that rebound on the missed free throw by Superman, as I call him, Zeon Williamson. Jimmy's not making any comments because I'm sure he's still infuriated about the fact they pulled it out. And that last 7.9 seconds, could you believe that was first shot up I thought was in, and then the tip I thought was definitely going in, and it didn't go in. Duke survives. So let's quickly run down the, the 16, and I'll give you quick odds on this. Of course, coming up Thursday, you've got four games. Virginia, eight-point favorite against Oregon. Gonzaga, six and eight. These are Las Vegas lines, obviously. Pretty soon we'll be having it at Del Lago because sports betting will be opening up soon, trust me, as soon as the public comment is over. Gonzaga, six and a half point favorite against Florida State. Michigan, two point favorite versus Texas Tech. These are Thursday games. I don't know the times yet. They'll determine them later in the week. And Tennessee is a one point favorite over Purdue. Those are the Thursday night games or Thursday day games. Now they start later in the night. You're right. So they're later on. On Friday, Michigan State's a six-and-a-half-point favorite against LSU. Duke is an eight-point favorite against Virginia Tech. Now, keep in mind, I, I know you Virginia Tech fans are happy because you remember beating Duke, but you, you beat him without Superman. He's back. Sian is back, so I don't see that happening. Duke, an eight-point favorite over Virginia Tech. Kentucky, two-and-a-half against a tough Houston team. Kentucky favored by two-and-a-half. And North Carolina, a lot of people like them. North Carolina, five-and-a-half. Five-and-a-half-point favorite versus Auburn. Those games will start, I believe, around 5, 6 o'clock on Thursday. And there's four games across the country. So it should be interesting. And I don't know, Kyle, you said you watched some of it. It was pretty exciting. I must admit, March Madness has a way of doing it. But by the way, uh, just so you know, and I think maybe Jimmy already knows this, first time since they went to 64 teams in the, uh, the brackets, that when the 32 teams went to 16, every favorite won, which oh. is the first time. Every favorite won. Now, remember, when I say favorite, the favorite won. They didn't cover. That's the difference. The betting line, they didn't cover. Like Duke was a 13.5-point favorite by Vegas odds makers over UCF, and they won by one point. But they were the favorite. So that's the first time it's happened in NCAA bracket history since they started going to this expanded version. Well, there's a lot of great basketball coming up, and certainly we've opened up my eyes relative to what has taken place here today. Uh, I certainly uh, ad admire the fact that Seneca Metals has invested, and the Wetlands Project, and uh, Ben, you and your team have done a masterful job, and, uh, and uh, congratulations and continued success. And again, we'd love to have you come back sometime if you have something else to talk about relative to a different project or another one involving Seneca Metal. So thanks again. Great. Thank All you. right, thank you. Ben Zimmerman, along with Kyle Black and Mark Benjamin, my special guest today. Folks, you have a great day, everybody. Enjoy the week. Next week, we're expecting to have Jimmer McCormick, the Vice President of Security at Del Lago. You wonder whether all those maroon jackets are walking around the casino? He's in charge of them all. 
Welcome. Take care, buddy. This is the dog saying good night, Irene. Have a good week. <laughs>